Welcome to the Inside Sales Enablement Podcast. Where has the profession been? Where is it now? And where is it heading? What does it mean to you, your company, other functions, the market? Find out here. Join the founding father of the sales enablement profession, Scott Santucci, and trailblazer Brian Lambert as they take you behind the scenes of the birth of an industry. The Inside Sales Enablement Podcast starts now. I'm Scott Santucci. I'm Brian Lambert, and we are the Sales Enablement Insiders. Our podcast is for sales enablement leaders looking to elevate their function, expand their sphere of influence, and increase the span of control within their companies. Together, Brian and I have worked on over 100 different kinds of sales enablement niches as analysts, consultants, or practitioners. We've learned the hard way what works and maybe what's most important, but doesn't. Our focus is on you as sales enablement leaders and orchestrators. Uh, In that role that you have in your company, you've got to develop specific characteristics that we call orchestration. That means blending strategy and tactics together to achieve results to help sales sell and simplify the selling ecosystem. And as usual, we have a centering story, Bill. Bill, what do you got for us? Thanks, guys. Um, I want to take us way back to the year of 2016. I know that's not quite as far as you gentlemen generally travel back in your centering stories. Love it. Um, But it's important. (laughs) It's important. (laughs) You know what? It might as well be that far right. ago, right? Right, it, right. I mean, because who can tell at this point anymore? It seems like a thousand years ago as far exactly. as um, my relationship with you guys go, what's happened this year, and how far the Sales Enablement Society has come. So um, the reason I'm going to talk about 2016 is that's the year all the wheels started to turn in the Sales Enablement Society. Now, I wasn't involved right at the very beginning because um, I didn't know Scott and Scott didn't know me and I didn't know what sales enablement was. That's right. I'm saying I didn't know what sales enablement was in 2016 until I found a LinkedIn group called the Sales Enablement Society. And so I joined it. I was like, that sounds like some of the things that I do. You know, um, I'm helping grow salespeople. I'm helping train salespeople. I'm helping them with their messaging. You know, that, that sounds a little bit like what I'm doing. Um, it sounds a lot cooler than trainer, you know, or, you know, that kind of thing, right? Because um, uh, my, my, my students or, you know, the, my colleagues aren't dogs. So, so I can get behind this. And so I joined the group, you know, and I was like, okay, you know, maybe I'll get a digest or something if, if people actually talk in this thing. Because, like, back, back then you'd subscribe to a lot of LinkedIn groups and hope, you know, one out of 15 was good. Mm-hmm. And... Within that same week, I got a phone call and it was Brian. And it was like, okay, this is weird because um, I feel a little stalked. I joined a LinkedIn group <laughs> and, and dude, you're, you're breaking the fourth wall. Like yeah. what's going on right now? And, and he proceeded to vet me. You know, but like in a really nice and thoughtful way, like, hey, I see you're, you're in D.C. and I'm in D.C. And that's where the Sales Enablement Society was, uh, you know, originally uh, had a chapter. And we talked about my role a little bit. And um, he was super complimentary. You know, I talk, and, and, and now knowing all the things that Brian's done, like it was really nice for him to say that. 
right? Because I was just beginning um, my journey as, well, not beginning, but like this was my first role in what anybody would classify as sales enablement. And he was like, so you're kind of like the Yoda for SDRs. And, <laughs> and, and I thought like, Yoda. I would never say that, um, but, but yes, I have to be sometimes. And definitely my age versus the SDRs, I'm easily Yoda that way. So, so, so we'll keep that. So, so we talked again after that. I was like, wow, that was really weird at first and then super nice. And like, now I'm more curious about this thing. And so we talked again and he was like, hey, we're, we're actually having a meeting and I found out it was like way out in Leesburg at some country club, you know, I was like, I was like, do I, do I need out. a banjo to get in? He's like, way out. City slicker. He's like, <laughs> it was way out. Cause yeah. Cause out. I'm in Arlington, Virginia. And for those on the podcast, like Leesburg and, and DC traffic, like that's a haul from, from, from where I am. And you know, that's just part of uh, living in a big city. So, no. so yes. So, 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 I, I know, I know, I know it's hard down on the farm, Scott. Um, so, so I went out to the country club and, you know, I didn't have to have a banjo and I saw Brian and, and I saw, um, I got to meet Scott and I saw other people who um, around that same time, Thierry um, was doing that podcast on sales enablement, which was like super groundbreaking at the time. And he was interviewing people in the sales enablement society. So I was like, you know, I know a little bit about Scott I know a little bit about Nicole O'Brien because she talked about all the Van Halen shows that she went to like in the seventies or the eighties or whenever that happened. And I was kind of jealous. Um, so I have her to talk about that with, but you know, so I thought I was going to have these like, you know, one-off personal discussions and we got serious really fast in that meeting. So um, we laid out a few things about business within a business and a lot of the things that we're trying to establish at that time. But then we had an exercise and I was like, I've never been to, you know, I've been to all kinds of sales meetups and all those kinds of things. I've never been to one where we actually had to do an exercise. And I was like, okay, this is, this is for real. And this was the exercise. So there was a marketing business plan, you know, given with a scope and an amount of time and an ROI. And, and Scott was leading this exercise and he said, okay, I'm going to split you up into two groups. So he divided the two groups into, into one group, which was, you need to make the business case for this, your sales enablement. You need to come up with reasons to support this. And then the second group, you're the CEO. You need to find reasons to shoot this down because part of being in sales enablement, little did I know at that point was selling your initiatives and making a business case for your initiatives upstream, even at the CEO level. So to my delight, um, I worked at a small business at that time and I reported to the CEO. So to my delight, I got to play the CEO group. So I was in a group with Brian and Raul Gupta and a couple of other folks. And I knew exactly what my boss would say about this. And so when we came back as a group, like we, we like wrote on notepads and we came up with talking points and we came back as a group and debated, I did not hold back. I, I totally went CEO and I ripped that plan to shreds. And it was an amazing plan, but I just played the CEO and I ripped it to shreds. And I could just, I, you know, Scott was facilitating, but I could also see his face kind of contort a few times um, when I was, when I was kind of going at the plan and <laughs> little did I know at the end of the meeting um, that it was a plan that Scott had submitted. So I felt like a huge ass, but I also felt like, you know, dude, you put that out there and you gave me permission to take some swings and this is awesome. And I cannot wait to come back to this thing. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I so, remember that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, so let me ask, Bill. I always ask, ask after our centering story, so what? So what? Well, wait, like let, let me help you out, Bill. So, okay. uh, so first of all, who the heck are you? Who's this person so, talking? And uh, who's taking my space for my centering story? That's like my, my value contribution. That's what I do. So for those of you who don't know, right. Bill Ball joining us. Uh, Bill Ball gave us his, his story about his first experience within the Sales and A1 Society, and now you're on the board of directors, right? Yep. So um, I practice sales enablement um, for an IT staffing and managed services firm. Um, I'm in the process of transforming uh, my practice from a traditional learning and development practice because it's a traditional business into a uh, field enablement practice. Um, and so, so I'm super excited about that. But yes, um, I have the pleasure and the privilege of being not only a founding member and a past board of advisor for the Sales Enablement Society, but now um, I'm on the board of directors uh, with four other awesome, hardworking volunteers. So the reason that this is the centering story is important in the so what, Brian, so now we, that way we then know who the heck this Bill guy is in the first place who just starts talking about getting calls and uh, making fun of us rednecks out in Leesburg. Yeah, and he's making history again, the first ever centering story that's not Scott. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but I think the, the bigger I issue is where is sales enablement as a profession today and how much influence has the sales enablement society had with it? There's been a huge explosion since 2016 in funding for companies like Seismic, Highspot, et cetera. A lot of that is because of the visibility in sales enablement that was created to make investors feel more comfortable with it. There's way more research out there. Uh, so those businesses are converting some of that research, that money, that investment money so Highspot's got the Sales Enablement uh, Pro. Because of that traction, you've got other conferences now that are, you know, squatting on the Sales Enablement Society uh, um, timeframe, but that's a different issue. All of this has been done and built. So let's kind of review what's all been built by volunteers serving. Uh, and that's a key point. Bill, how much money do you get uh, every year for uh, your, your efforts as being a, a board member? Uh, I have two answers to that question. Um, one, um, the overwhelming amount of zero dollars. Um, <laughs> Infinite. And, and, and a lot of pride. Um, and, then, and then also, I pay to go to every single conference. I've paid for my travel. And well, this year, I won't be paying for my travel, but I, I pay for the conference as well as, as a board member and as a practitioner. So not only are you uh, going out of pocket, so you're paying for your, 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 your part, but you're not getting any money either. And I think that's really important for you as our audience to really pay attention to understand what the society is all about. The Sales and A1 Society is driven by volunteers who care about the profession. And the volunteers are people like Bill, who are practitioners, uh, who believe in this role. And I think that's really, really important because as you think about all the different things that you could attend and all the stuff that you could do, having insight of how things really work matters and you should be participating in the things of where people are putting their money where their mouth is. There's a lot of other resources out there that are quote unquote sales enablement where people aren't putting their money where their mouth is. What we're going to talk about here is the remarkable thing of orchestration. So you guys all know that since COVID, 
we're shifting our podcast to be much more about orchestration. How does orchestration really happen? How do volunteers who've never worked together, don't work in the same company, aren't getting paid, how do they put together a conference? Oh, and by the way, even when there is a template for a conference to follow, guess what? COVID hits, now you have to do a virtual conference as well. How does that actually happen? So we've, we've asked Bill over here for two reasons. One is to get you motivated so that you will um, join the conference. The, the entity is a nonprofit organization. They need the money. Uh, but more importantly, you should be supporting an organization done by your peers. Uh, but I think more importantly, too, for our listeners of our show, how does this stuff actually really happen? So, Bill, where does it start? Where does it begin from? How do you decide that um, what, what topics you're going to cover? Um, a couple of ways. So, so we, we think about the theme. Um, and there were a lot of foundational themes uh, when we all met together for the first time at the end of 2016 um, in, um, in Palm Beach. And then um, there were greater themes than that when we had our actual first conference in Dallas where we were trying to just build foundations for this thing and talk about what happened you know, with technology companies in 2008. Scott, you did a presentation on that. Um, Howard, Dr. Howard Dover talked about the Dust Bowl and how hiring more salespeople, it wasn't the answer. So there was all of this build and momentum of the need for sales enablement in that first conference. So since we built on that, uh, two conferences after, uh, one in Denver and then one last year in San Antonio, um, this year we had originally planned to talk about the forward momentum, meaning a lot of our practitioners are growing up. We're, we talk to our members. That's how we find out. We don't start with the technology and say, this is how you do sales. Enablement. We talk to our managers, we see what's or our, our practitioners, we see what's happening in our chapters. And what a lot of us, a lot of them were telling us was, you know what, I'm starting to expand beyond my army of one. You know, I'm starting to build out my team. What does that look like? What does forward momentum look like for me? And then there's some people at, a, at an even greater level of that, 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 are, that are still looking for ways to scale. And, you know, there's conversations of different types of enablement at this point. You know, I, I don't want to get into that too much. But, but we, have, we have a huge audience. And so to do something memorable and experiential for them, we have to talk to them. Yeah, and I think part of the difficulty, at least um, from my experience uh, w with regards to the society, it's really hard to share what that experience is to other people. Um, and that's what, that's what, that's the commerce, if you will, that makes, makes all this work is it's not so much, you don't go to the Sales Enablement Society conference for the speakers, even though the speakers are great. You go there to build the connections that you need uh, and to be able to have honest conversations with other people so you can do your job better. Is that, is that what, you're, what, what you're after, Bill? So how do we give more insight of what happens behind the closed doors? It's, it's, it's exactly what I'm after. And, and that's something that nobody told me, you know, nobody gets told that. I mean, maybe I'm saying it and you're saying it now, Scott, but nobody says that um, in, in the sales enablement society. Um, you find that out, you figure that out, you discover it. When I went to our first founding meeting uh, back in 2016, sorry to take us back there again, but it was a big year. Um, 
I got to meet people that I'd, I'd heard on podcasts before, like Daniel West, right? So like who's elevated to a, a huge role in Australia now. Um, Siobhan Thatcher. Officer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's massive, right? Mm-hmm. So, so Siobhan Thatcher, who she, you know, a lot of people know Siobhan, but when I met her guys, she was an army of one. Yep. Now she is a major orchestrator, VP at Ring Central with with lots of successful sales name leaders underneath her. So Who else was in, that, in that Palm Beach meeting that people will recognize? So Mario was there, right? Mario was there. Bob Britton was there. Juliana Stancampiano was there. Yumi and Brian were there. Um, we Nicole had amazing- was there, I think. Who, who was there? Nicole O'Brien. Was Nicole there? O'Brien was there. Mm-hmm. Raul Gupta was there. A lot of all of our original founding cast were there. Michael Labati, it was one who, who, was, um, who also just took, took a new role. Um, he's heading up a region, I believe. The doctors, the doctors were there. Peterson. Well, so Michael Labati, that was his first experience. Yes, and now it he's, was. A, he's a board member as well. He was at that, yes. he was at meeting. The doctors, right? Yeah. Uh, so the, uh, one of the doctors, uh, so Dr. Dover, uh, a lot of you guys know, actually, the Sales and Aimless Society donated uh, a, a large uh, sum of money in that first conference to, to his foundation because they were doing the most work uh, and were offered to host the first conference. Uh, then we have then also uh, Dr. Peterson, Peterson uh, yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's leading um, one of the roundtables. Yeah, yep. it's so tying that back to what you're talking about, Scott. Um, I don't just hear Daniel West on a podcast anymore. I reach out to him. You know, um, my 50 50 and call a friend right now is pretty awesome. Um, and, and it is 100% of the sales uh, success due to the Sales Enabled Society. And, and, and why that's important is not just, okay, I have awesome connections. Um, it's because we're navigating an evolving profession together and who wants to be Sisyphus and push a rock up a hill by themselves, you know, so by, by being a part of these experiences and it, and it's one thing to be a member, right. And join and be on our message board and that kind of thing. But by being a part of these experiences, you get to know these people. And if you get to know people and you interact with them then you feel comfortable reaching out. And so when I need help, when I want to figure something out, it's not just me in a dark room. You know, I'm reaching out to Daniel, I'm reaching out to Mike Kunkel, and I'm reaching out to you guys. And it's elevated my practice in ways I can't even describe. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a great point in that. And um, the kinds of things that we do, especially as we get closer and closer to um, driving alignment and um, business value across multiple departments. Where are you going to learn how to do that unless you do it? And you get the chance to practice that by actually trying to pull things off, like these miracles that happen on a day-to-day basis. How, how, the Sales and Aimless Society has no budget. There's no ongoing budget, or at least not when it started. I don't know what, what, what things happen today, Bill, but we're not asking for an audit of your books and you can be like Trump and not tell us anything about your books and tell us to F off if you want to. But um, the, the, the point is, it's totally transparent. You just have to be curious and engage. 
it's also an opportunity where you get to learn by doing, and that's something that a lot of people don't ever get the opportunity to do. And these are, the re- these are some of the reasons why it's so important that you find a way to get engaged somehow, some way, shape, or form. It's not easy to do that uh, because it's different, but these are the kinds of things of why there's so much momentum and so much energy and why we get, uh, you know, thank you very much, Bill, for all the time and effort that you put into it. So tell us a little bit about how, how we're going to have uh, this kind of experience. Oh, by the way, you know who we left out? We left out Walter. Yes, we did. How, why, why are we leaving out Walter Pollard? So Walter Pollard is uh, one of the people who um, helped create the idea of a coverage desk. So one of the things that we wanted to do in the first conference is to, for people who couldn't join because it sold out, not because, not because they, we were trying to find information for people who weren't willing to pay. That's not what we were looking to do. It's for, because it was sold out, how do we let other people feel like they're, they're involved? So we had this idea of a coverage desk where we would cover what's actually happening, sort of the water cooler conversation. How are we going to take advantage of those kinds of things? I find myself when I go to these conferences, it's way more valuable not attending the events. It's the conversations that you have with people. What it, how are you go, what's the idea of the online experience going to be like? And what, what's the vision of how you're going to pull that off, Bill? So, so I want to respond to two things, and, and hopefully I don't, uh, that you mentioned, Scott, and, and hopefully I don't divert us too much, and you guys can, I, I know you'll, of course, correct me if, if I do. Um, first off, you can't talk about the Sales Enabled Society without talking about Walter Pollard. He is possibly the greatest unsung hero of the Sales Enabled Society. Um, to put on these conferences, we not only need support of our members, but we need support of our, our partners out in the space. A lot of the technology companies companies and uh, advisory firms that help sales enablement do what it does, right? So, um, but, so Walter navigated a lot of those early relationships with you, Scott, and took a lot under his wing to, to help coordinate our partners and get them engaging with our practitioners in a way that wasn't so much like, here's our technology, do you want to buy it, right? You don't get that at a sales enablement society conference. You know, I can't tell you how many conferences I've gone to in my past where it's like, you're watching something and it looks kind of cool, but at the end of it, it's like that um, that's old computer coach commercial where he says, try my product. You know, at the end, that's not what's happening. Our partners don't influence what, they, what we do. They support what we do, and that's huge. So, so Walter was one of the people who negotiated that kind of work. So there's a safe space for our practitioners to interact you know, and not feel like, okay, am I going to get sold to, or people just want to have a discussion with you. That's what happens at the Sales Enabled Society conferences is people have discussions. So how are we going to do that this year? Um, Yes, we're going to have the same kind of intentional experience with practitioners where it's not so much like, here's sales enablement, or let me describe it to you, or here's how I want it in my business. They're answering the questions that a lot of us have. Uh, in, in our specific practices around tech stack or engagement of stakeholders, things that you, t- you guys talk about on your podcast all the time. They're talking about, how did I do that in my own organization? So, and, and again, it's, it's orchestration, right? It's a mix between that strategic and tactical place. But also, we're going to have experts like you, Scott, like Siobhan Thatcher. Again, uh, there's going to be an invite-only room. So the reason I'm talking about that is, that's only going to be part of the live experience. 
And so in, you have that option. If, if you're Scott Santucci, you're going to skip the, some of the practitioner sessions and you're going to go right into one of these rooms and engage around a topic, you know, and, and this is also an amazing way to meet people and work with people. You know, the, the other thing that we're going to do that's a little different is, is uh, we have a, an entirely new platform that we're going to allow people to engage on as far as topics, as far as channels and all that stuff during the experience. So, so yes, there's going to be some keyboard action, you know, as far as that goes, right? But, but it's not, hey, if you like this, you know, conversation, head over to the chat. It's come be a part of this conversation. You know, let this expert navigate this conversation and facilitate this conversation, but come be a part of this conversation and meet the speaker and meet other people in this conversation that are going to help you in your practice. Bill, let, we're going to create some curiosity. So for Insider Nation, Whoa! I have a, a, a section. Um, I don't know. It's called a pod, I think. I, I, it's on Wednesday yes. on the 28th from 4.15 to 5 p.m. And uh, we're going to use that uh, to have a lot of interaction around orchestration. So Brian, why don't you share some of the conversations that we're having? And I'm totally putting you on the spot because it is, uh, it's not going to come together until probably the night before. And we're tapping our listeners, by the way, Bill, uh, to help with some of the delivery. So we've already put a few people on the hook. <laughs> so Brian, give, give our listeners some of the things that we're, we're talking about and thinking about. And um, Yeah, sure. Yeah, the uh, the first thing is, you know, uh, before I explain some of the details, is why why are we talking about this in the first place? And one example that comes to mind is I was talking to a sales and enablement leader in in a company, and they they actually had a whole operating model to around accounts, and because of COVID, they're changing the whole thing. And she's talking about basically this elephant in the room that really nobody knows what they're doing, um, and nobody really knows what the answer is, but yet there's more meetings and everybody goes to meetings and they get off the thing and everybody's shooting emails around, but is any, any progress being made? And um, what do you do about that? How, what do you do about that? How do you bring that stuff up to, and, and how do you um, engage in a way that moves people forward without being confrontational? Look, you know, there's a lot of stress, there's a lot of challenges, there's a lot of things going on right now. You can't just go in there guns a blazing and tell everybody what the answer is. So what does that mean? Is that called collaboration? Is that called communication? Is it called something else? Um, you know, some would say, well, that's just leadership. Uh, to us, uh, uh, Scott is bringing up here, we call it orchestration. It's a capability that brings together not only people, but process, information, and technology. And these are the conversations that we're having. These are, these are beyond the concept of design thinking and beyond the concept of collaboration to look, we have outcomes, we have a goal. How do we achieve that goal when we, when we frame it out in sales and marketing? Uh, there's so many different ways to translate what we're talking about. Just in how you're hearing me explain this, you may be like, oh, yeah, I, I, I understand and I relate, uh, but um, I'm not quite sure what to do about it. Or you may think you have the answer. And this, this phenomenon is, is, is playing out over and over again yeah. in almost every single conversation from strategic accounts where it's a pipeline where there is no pipeline. Uh, <laughs> the second conversation, hey, um, we need everybody to uh, work on a new message. Um, well, sales says uh, they can't because they're so busy and they're slammed with COVID. Well, that's interesting. I went in the CRM and there's no meetings happening. Uh, tell them to get to the working sessions. 
well, working sessions, what do you mean working sessions? We don't do working sessions. Is that a pipeline review? I mean, that's what's going on in, in many of these situations where what you thought you knew at January 1st of this year is completely different than the reality now. So how do you move forward? And that's, those are two examples, Scott. Yeah, so one of the things that we, we've developed, uh, Bill, is this thing called an orchestration orb. <laughs> what the heck is that, Brian? We use the orb, Bill. The orb will set you free. <laughs> Everybody listening, <laughs> the orb is a, it's a mental model. So on an earlier podcast, uh, we talked about system thinking and the, the premise that, that we have, it, it, Scott and I have, and we talk a lot about it in our podcast is how do we engage the ecosystem uh, around it and make an environment where salespeople can thrive and confront reality. That's what orchestrators do. And the orb allows us to have conversations, to break the mold, to break the pattern of this is more, more, more activity, 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 do, do, do. Well, let's, let's put this visual up and let's talk about what is the connection between people and information? What information do we need? What about the role of technology here? How is it helping us learn? Uh, what about process? Do the processes that we had uh, six months ago need to be updated? If so, how? And it creates a proactive discussion to move people forward. So the orb is a, literally a sphere with nodes on it. And that's what we're going to unpack in the experience we're going to create on the SES session is we're going to bring help, have your help, engage you, our listeners and the attendees to figure out what this orb is and how it would, and might, what, what it looks like, how we might label it, et cetera. So you'll appreciate this, Bill. You, you know Brooke Spatz, right? Yeah. So guess what? She doesn't know this, but she's <laughs> going to be delivering uh, <laughs> some, of this, uh, some of this experience with it. I, I'll, I'll text her right before we, put, we publish this. Uh, but what we're doing is we're reaching out to other people who are, uh, who are experiencing this. And one of, the, one of the big challenges that I think all of us have is if we take a big step back and look at what's common across all of our businesses, is that that whole commercial experience that customers have with our businesses sucks. Sucks. It's terrible. And that commercial experience has to get simplified. It has to be made cohesive. So the challenge, though, is the only way to make it cohesive is somebody has to be that um, intermediary between all the different silos inside your organization and what that messaging looks like in between. And that's where we see a gigantic opportunity for sales enablement to take that next step. And we, that's what we call orchestration. Here's the rub. The rub is it's highly experiential. So all of the things that you've experienced working with the society that you find very difficult to communicate, Guess what? You've been waxing on and waxing off. Right? You've been Miyagiing yourself uh, to be prepared to be able to do this. And these are the things that we're going to challenge ourselves is how do we make an experience more tangible when people expect a certain thing, but the thing that's expected doesn't work anymore. I love it. Um, it's, it's funny. And, and I, I'm not sure who came up with the, the term experience room, right? But that's, that's been happening at our conferences for the past several years now. And it sounds like it's going to continue with what you guys are doing, where people work together to solve a problem. It's not your action plan of what you're going to do when you go back to your office, right? 
that's those those are things that sound like great ideas and seldom happen this is something that you guys are actually going to figure out in the moment because it's a need for everybody by the way i can't wait to see what this orb looks like i think i think i need a visual aid on this it looks like an orb there you go <laughs> and it's uh it's an orchestration orb so yeah come on bit, a little bit of sizzle but it's an orb it's an orb there you go there you go. Think about three-dimensional. It's like a big ball. Uh, we're, we're, we're definitely working on it. It's very difficult to, uh, uh, to describe. Um, like, how would you explain what a sneeze is? It's pretty hard to do. Um, so how do you make things more relatable? Um, well, how would you explain a sneeze if you were an alien and your, your species doesn't sneeze, right? How do, how do you explain that? And it's hard to do, uh, but you can describe it. Uh, yeah. and you can make it relatable. So these are the things that we're looking to do. So anyway, so, so let, let, let's wrap up. for So for Insider Nation, uh, a, 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 a few things to point out. We, Brian and I, are very much part of the Sales Enabling Society. We're not any different. The society doesn't think us any different. Is that true, Bill? Scott, you're still doing the same thing that you've always been doing, which is looking at the past and determining the future creating frameworks for things, um, creating vocabulary for things that didn't exist um, to help pave the future for sales enablement. Um, I've always seen, you know, you, you as, as doing that, doing an expert job at that, leading a lot of us in that, and I've seen you continue it on your podcast. So, so like, the, nothing's changed. Um, I'm just happy that, like, I kind of get to talk to you by listening to your podcast more often. Yeah, and so what we're, what we're looking to do is these kinds of connections. So if you listen to our show and you wonder how the heck we have all these connections and you know, why we go way back, it's because we engage in the sales enablement society. If you don't engage in the sales enablement society, uh, you're, it's, it's going to be hard for you to build your connections and the connections are what's so important. So it's going to be challenging for all of us to figure out how to pull this off uh, together uh, in, a, uh, in a virtual world. We're going to do our part, so Insider Nation, we're going to use MySpace to engage around an orchestration orb, whatever the heck that is, and uh, I will be challenging for sure on the, the panel. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm glad you picked me, but uh, we're going to hear some, we're going to hear some, some feedback. Uh, Bill, what can other people do? What kind of help do you guys need? Where, where are we? How do, how do people get engaged? How do they find out information? The first thing that they can do is come to the conference. And that's not a plug. Like, it's, it's as you mentioned, Scott, it's an experience. So if you want to know what being around other people in the Sales Enablement Society is like and, and establishing those connections, um, be a part of the conference. Um, and if you are a practitioner and you're out of work. Um, one of the cool things that's happening this year with the Sales Enablement Society is, yes, we have to charge a fee because we're nonprofit, you know, and, and how else do we bring the content to, to you guys, right? But, but what, what some of our partners are doing at the conference is actually sponsoring tickets for practitioners out of work. So when you register for the conference, if you're out of work and you don't have the cash, um, that's, that's an option uh, when you register. As far as getting involved, Go to, go to the message board, go to scsociety.org, look up your local chapter, reach out to me, you know, reach out to Scott and, and we'll plug you in. Next year, there's going to be all kinds of amazing work streams 
um, to, to, to build on what we've set up this year, the forward momentum for the new decade, which is still our theme. But the first thing you should do, the best thing that you should do is come be a part of the conference. Amen to that for sure. So Insider Nation, we expect to see you there. Uh, we got to meet a lot of you guys. We were giving out pins. I don't, uh, Brian, actually, here's a challenge. How do we figure out how to give virtual pins? Yeah, I'll have to work on that. Insider. We got got pins. Still got some, so we'll have to figure it out. Maybe we'll give them out on Orchestrate Sales. Well, we've got to give uh, people who are in the conference pins that are Insider Nation, but how are we going to give physical pins to people who are participating digitally? I I don't know. That's going to (laughs) be trippy. We'll we'll – any ideas to figure that out? Brian, how does what we talked about relate to being an orchestrator? Oh, good question. Oh, man, you guys, you're interrupting me as I'm registering for the SCS conference. Hang on a second. <laughs> Hopefully you're all doing that, too. I, I haven't registered yet, so I'll, I'll pause my registration, and I'm, I'll do it, Bill, by the time the show's over. Uh, but uh, that's the first thing how this relates is by engaging with your peers at the conference. Um, when I look at orchestration, there's, there's six attributes of an orchestrator. Focusing on mission and goals, driving results by design, not effort, guiding narrative by confronting reality, prioritizing the right goals at the right moments, and unlocking energy and creating by creating momentum. And when I look at the conversation that we're having, we're, we're, we're looking at this over the course of many different touch points. And those touch points have all been unique experiences that uh, actually are part of the sales enablement profession and the role itself. And I think that's the key theme that I'm hearing from Bill and, and a united thread that, that all three of us have had on this, this podcast and since we've started this uh, back in the day is this idea of what is our mission and goal here. As, as orchestrators, that's the number one uh, attribute. What's the mission and goal? And, and for the Sales Enablement Society and, and what continues to today with us and all the others that, are, that have been through this and with us for that long is we're focusing on elevating the profession and we're focusing on professionalizing a role. And many of us have, uh, and you mentioned some names on this podcast, have put in their effort and their contributions have been aligned to that outcome without compensation. And then that, that's, what, that's what you that you call a professional contribution. That's what professionals do. They give yeah. back to their profession. Um, they don't just take, and they don't just uh, expect to be uh, spoon-fed uh, doctors put into their profession, lawyers put into their profession, and others do too. And so this idea of $195 or whatever for the SES conference, put that in context of uh, what, what does it mean to be a professional uh, in, in today's world? The second thing is this idea of results, they're driving results by design, not effort. The entire SES has been built to be an experience. And where else are you going to get uh, the practice that Scott talked about of uh, building a digital driven workflow and creating an opportunity for others to engage around the work you're doing yeah. in an all virtual setting. That's right. You know, and, and that, that's the, the idea here. These are, these are, these are designed experiences, not where's my stuff, you know, Oh gee, I don't get any tchotchkes. So I guess I better not, this is worthless. Like, what are we talking about? 
And we, I think a lot of um, what, what, what I was trying to share with my story is when, when Scott put on the spot was this idea of confronting reality. The reality is a lot of the stuff that we thought was important, uh, maybe it's not as important as we think today. You know, is, are tchotchkes important? Um, is, you know, the, the, the idea of going physically to an event, uh, how important is that? And can you have that experience digitally or not? And are you even trying? Or are you hunkered down um, with a kind of a victim mentality? And, uh, you know, there's, there's plenty of ways to engage. So those are the top three things that I've gotten from your conversation here. And I want to thank Bill uh, for, for being my friend and, and being somebody that I can always reach out to when, when I'm a little bit, you know, and we all have this, but, you know, when, when things get tough, I, I like to call Bill. He always makes me laugh. And uh, reaching out to him and is also pinging us about our podcast. You know, hey, uh, what, what's up with this? Or I got a question on that. And it keeps us engaged in the reality. So I want to thank Bill for that. And, and uh, I'll definitely uh, sign up for the conference as well. And I encourage you guys all to do that. And I look forward to seeing you in our discussion about the orchestration orb. Help us figure it out. Yeah. And so a couple of things, Bill, you mentioned uh, experience. I, you know, that was one of the design points of the whole society. Uh, Juliana had a big role in doing that. The, 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 yep. ex, the experience of onboarding. Who, who has a conference where you get onboarded into that? Has that ever happened before? Have you ever experienced that? Never. Are, are, are we still doing something like that with the... We, we are. The, the virtual onboarding? Yes. Um, I mean, the, the whole... It, this ties right back to what you and Brian were saying. The whole experience is intentional. It's not, it's not a conference. Um, I mean, that's the term that we're all using because it's, 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 it's easy to understand, but it's intentional. It's perspectives from practitioners, things you can use. It's the points of view from CEOs. Uh, we have a CEO panel, we have a CRO speaking. So the people that ask things of sales enablement, you're not gonna get that somewhere else. You know, there's, there's a CRO speaking from Corn Ferry and his one mission is to say, here's what I'm seeing. You know, this is my ask. How do you get to self-reflection? You know, this is, this is an easy way to do that. And, and then you can plug that right into the brain of, of what your head of sales or CRO is thinking. And then again, you know, right, it's, it's the, the rooms with people like Scott and Siobhan. So here's the um, thought, Bill. going to make that come together. That whole idea, the struggle of communicating the experience, the, the, the quote that pops to my head, there's a video um, we did after the first conference that maybe you guys should put out. There's this great quote from Tanya. Remember, yeah, so Tanya Schultz uh, was very instrumental in helping us execute that first conference. And she's got this quote about, um, we were trying to put words behind an experience and all the words fail. And there's, that, there's something really powerful that, but if you see the energy behind it and all the energy that's in the room, sometimes when we go in thinking, ah, here's a conference, what's the agenda, blah, 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 blah. Um, versus what's the experience that I'm going to get out? How do I get energized from actually talking to peers? How do I actually create the space where I can have an honest conversation and challenge people? I don't think this, what the speaker is saying resonates with me. I'm going to challenge it. And that's, those are the, some of the things that are uh, really important is to be able to challenge conventional wisdom because 
frankly, we're in a completely new world and we better start doing that or else uh, we're going to let the, um, the biases of the past do us in. I see your head nodding because we're doing a video, Bill, but we're on a podcast, buddy. Yeah. I, What's the experience I, here? I agree with you. And I think, look, let's, let's tie it back to orchestration. Let's tie it back to what, you know, how do you explain a, a sneeze to somebody, much less a salesperson in, in three words or less, right? Um, and, and, and some of our core audience customer facing roles. You asked me about orchestration in the conference, and I went on to describe it because that's the best way I can do it. It's intentional, yep. and you have to go. You have to not only go, but not just wait for the recording. You have to go, and you have to go interact with people. Got to engage. We're going to be doing ways to. We're going to be giving people ways to do that beyond just to get talked at by an expert. Excellent. Love so it. Insider Nation. Oh! Uh, Brian and I are going to be participating definitely in this conference for sure. Uh, we're, we have a little, we've got our own little area carved out for, for, for Insider Nation also, where we're going to work on orchestration. While you're there, engage, engage with people, meet somebody that you don't know. Uh, make sure you go on to the SES sales, sesociety.org, learn the principles and follow them. Lead with you. Be curious. <laughs> have, it takes courage. It takes courage for Bill to reach out. And by the way, when you joined, it was the DC local area sales, sales enablement networking group. How was I going to remember all of that? That was my branding contribution. <laughs> you people made it the sales enablement society. And I yeah. think that was a huge mistake. I think it was so much more elegant back then. Um, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I remember, I remember reserving the domain name. I'm like, Oh, SC, that'll work. SCSociety.org. Uh, should I ask Scott? No. I'm just Definitely not. It. I'm just going to get it. <laughs> Thank God it was a sales enablement society by the time I joined Scott, because if it was the blah, 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 meetup group, I'd be like, what do they do? Like run, go run and drink beer somewhere. Like that sounds kind of cool, but am I going to learn anything? Thank God that it was a sales enablement society and that it's still around. And with that, we'll, uh, we'll leave you looking forward to seeing you there. Bill, thank you so much for two things, for joining our show. More importantly, for all the work that you do to volunteer. Uh, I don't think anybody realizes how much effort is put in. So there's a lot of people who complain about, quote unquote, the board uh, uh, or any kind of role like that. Remember, these people are giving up their time and paying their own money to do these kinds of things. Uh, the way that it works is if you engage, it, it helps. Um, and the more, the more curiosity that we create and the more questions that you ask, the more information gets out. If you put it on them, then it's hard because everybody's got that pucker factor about how much information you need to share and what format and who. And it gets back in the old way of just stuff instead of engagement and instead of experience. So find a, way to expect, find a way to engage, reach out to Bill, reach out to Brian, find your chapter head, just get to the conference, right, Bill? Absolutely. Get there, come join us and engage, you guys. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, you guys. See you there. Thanks for joining us. To become an insider and amplify your journey, please make sure you've subscribed to our show. If you have an idea of what Scott and Brian can cover in a future podcast or have a story to share, please email them at engage at orchestratesales.com. You can also connect with them online by going to orchestratesales.com, following them on Twitter, 
or sending them a LinkedIn connection request.